I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. He was my strength partner. He was a Quincy, I, I believe he's 24, 25. Yeah. He was a successful footballer. He'd been for Wrexham. Millwall, Cambridge. Yep. He'd had some decent transfers. The kid wasn't short of a tenor. No. Uh, he was a magnificent person, character, uh, sense of humour, off another scale, mate. He was a life and soul of the party. Huge welcome to the show to um, non Millwall player. Probably the first non-Millwall player, Roy, ever to feature on our podcast. So that's Both quite me. an honour. <laughs> um, we played a game on the phone with me when I was going to Exeter with Jerry Francis. And George, his words were, George wants to speak to you, Roy. And I'd just given over a public phone in the snooker club in Colchester. <laughs> Jerry Francis, my word, yep. that if he gave me the signing on I wanted, which was a bit rich because I asked for a right few quid. <laughs> uh, I gave my word I'd sign for him on the Thursday this was a Tuesday right. so the, I had another phone call again from Theo Foley George number two yep. George wants to speak to you because early in that season at South End uh, Nick we beat Millwall 3-1 or 3-2 right okay. two big, I got two big voyages at the far post uh, and really bashed up the centre backs to be fair because I, I quite like doing that because it was a, a personal thing uh, just to introduce you, you are red card, red card Roy McDonough. Yeah. You are... <laughs> yeah. I can't think why, but yeah, 22 red cards, but he's only one season. <laughs> but uh, Nick, I think on the back of that performance, uh, George, his words were, Theo's exact words, over the public phone at the snooker club. Yep. I was in the middle of my first 50 break. Um, <laughs> George wants to speak to you. I said, Theo, I'm a man of my word, sir. Now, uh, it's not an ideal scenario being on a public phone, but does George want to sign me or does yep. he want to speak to me? Theo's exact <laughs> retort was, George wants to speak to you. I said, well, Theo, if Jerry comes back to me in the next hour with the money I've asked for, I've given my word and a man of my word, I will go to Exeter. And guess what? I went to Exeter. We got relegated. George <laughs> got Millwall. They signed John Fashion a month or so later. Millwall yeah. got promoted. And the rest, yeah, the rest is history. I suppose history. these are the moments that football turns on, Roy, aren't they? Um, you know, that was a, that was that was a shame. I, I, anyone that doesn't know who Roy McDonough is, go on to Amazon. Um, you've got a great book on there, Roy. Um, it's yeah. called Red Red Card Roy. It's, um, yeah. uh, I think, it, uh, just to put it in a nutshell, you, I describe it as a, a an account of early eighties football, English football as it used to be. Um, 
And we just spoke a little bit off off before I started recording, and and you described it as when football was proper, Roy, when back in the. Yeah. You just used the word, and you could not. And, and the modern day footballer, God love them, there's some good boys out there. Don't get yep. me wrong. Yep. In general, the modern day footballer couldn't spell the word proper. We used to play for the badge, we used to play for the fans, and we play for our teammates because it was your pride that you won't be in the starting eleven. You went out, you wanted the home and away fans to respect respect you for what ability you had and what you could do on the football pitch. And guess what? You got a few quid bonus at the end of the week. Uh, a, a bonus at the end of it if you got promotion, whatever. But it was all about playing from the shirt, the badge, the fans. I mean, one, one of the interesting things I always think, and we, we're going to come on to the reason for my phone call shortly because there is yeah. there, there is a reason for it. Um, but I, I think when you look back at football in the 70s and 80s, the players on the pitch, and I'm talking about the likes of yourself and, 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 and all the other, you know, heroes of the day, even up to the highest levels, I'd say, were yeah. blokes who you would, you could, you could join in the pub. You would, um, yeah. you know, they were, they, yeah. they were not untouchable. They were, they were of the same, um, the same, the, the fans on the terraces could have. Nick, people said my brothers, uh, John Motson did the launch of the book at South End United with me, uh, the Red Card Roy book that Bernie Friends wrote and, yeah. and blessing John Motson said, the boy who wrote this is a genius. They said the reason being because it was from the heart. Again, modern day football is heart. Mm, struggling a bit with that. But yeah. that's how we worked and that's how we played. And what it was, fans could then... I promise you, Nick, I'd park at South End United. There's a big car park at the top of the ground beyond yeah. the open end in the early days. In the old days, I'd, yeah. I'd right up the top out of the way. I could walk across the car park and you'd see the families, the boys, mum, dad, the whole lot. And I'd speak to the families that by the time you got across the car park, you got to dressing room, it was the feel-good factor. I felt quite pleased about myself because I'd connected with the fans. And then in the warm-up, I'd ask them sometimes if they'd be on the goal, the north stand, whatever. I'd stick a couple of balls in the crowd. And I could, in, in those days, Nick, I would jump in the crowd to get the ball back. And then little <laughs> Billy, little Johnny, I'd say, go on, head back, mate. I'll throw the ball. They'd head it back to me. Yeah. So good head of son, jump back over the wall and get back on the pitch. And you knew then that they were going to have a good day. And if we won the game as a team and teammates, we're going to have a good day also. It was the so-called feel-good factor because the players weren't above the fans in them days. No, no. And there's a, there's a marked difference nowadays, I think. That's fair yeah. to say. Now, I'm just looking at your career record as a player. Um, clearly, you can hear from your voice. Started out at Birmingham. Um, Walsall, a spell at Chelsea, Colchester, a couple of spells at Colchester, a couple of spells yeah. at South End, and, and as you touched on already, Exeter City and, and Cambridge United. Um, yeah. And the reason that I've, I'm speaking to Roy today, listeners, is because I became um, interested in a good friend of yours, Roy, John Lyons, who was a Millwall player, um, briefly, in all fairness, back in the um, 79 to 80 season. And I wasn't aware of the story of John Lyon, so to speak. I, I think um, I think one of the, the kind of uh, curses of football is you only know the footballers as on-field characters. And then at the end of the 90 minutes, you know, that's that's it. You don't, you don't think about them yeah. until... Yeah. And certainly when they move on to different clubs, you know, it, it becomes lost. Um, but you knew John Lyons very well, Roy. Um, I think you've, you've described him as your, your best mate in, in the game. Is, would, that be, would that be fair? Yeah. He came from um, Cambridge United, 25 grand in those days, John, it was a few quid. Um, yeah. And he just walked in the building. It was lines he, and asked anybody that knew him, he walked in the building, he lit the place up. 
it's such a strength of character, a magnificent sense of humour, and it was as though he just enjoyed life. Having got to know the lad, um, the longer I got to know him, and the police told me this after the godforsaken evening when John took his own life, God loved him. He said, when these people, he said, you know, and when you get old and wise and Nick, you start looking at body language and things. I remember the afternoon, we, we played the night before. I'm sure lines had got two the night before at home. For, for Colchester, yeah. Yeah, we finished drinking about half five in the morning. We had the next half on Wednesday. I get a phone call from Lyons at half eight Wednesday morning. I said, Lyons, mate, we've had three hours, kit. We've had a, a bucket full of beer. Give me another couple of hours. I'll meet you in the snooker club. Cut that story short, Nick. We had an afternoon on the beer again. We went out early doors in the Wednesday evening to a nightclub in Colchester. But that there was a pub called The Sun in Lexington, which was the best pub in Colchester for two reasons. The beer was good. The staff were good, and it was full of girls. <laughs> now, I remember Limesy, he was holding court there at the early stage of the evening, telling jokes and making people laugh. Right. This is where people don't understand about body language. The police said to me, well, when he, when he, he tell, they hit you with the punchline, Nick, and he'd look, he'd look at everybody around with sort of looking back, Nick, fairly strong, stern eyes to see how much they laughed. Right. Lines his eyes, his eyes never laughed. That was the thing I learned from that that godforsaken time um, was the fact that the police said to me, "Those are the people." We talk about it now and the modern day players. And, yeah, they've got mental health problems. And yeah, all this stuff. yeah, yeah. We couldn't mention that in our day because you'd be classed as a pussy. You couldn't say. Look, a you'd be laughed but, out of the dress dressing room out of the club. I would imagine if you started to talk about what. Wearing a first team shirt again, but that's because we'd had a great couple of days, you know, we'd been out of that doing what young foot, fit footballers do, yeah. drinking, socialising, blah de blah. But the poor bugger was going through drama. And in those days, no one asked you, Nicky hasn't got this psychologist, nor is he nonsense now. He no. Put your shirt on, mate, you've got to play. It's, it, uh, I mean, I, 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 it stopped me. I, I, the reason I came to, to speak to Roy is. Um, as I read the Wikipedia, um, it's only a very short paragraph, to be honest with you, uh, Roy. And, you know, I remember John as a, a 21 goal striker for Millwall in an era where we didn't get many strikers that got into double digits, let alone score 21 for us. Um, I can remember him being a very good taker of a free kick from um, normally outside the edge of the penalty area and, and further out. Um, and, I mean, you must have been through this hundreds of times in your head ever since it's you think what goes what what goes through someone's heads to bring them to to take their own life in that way when you know i know colchester is not the pinnacle of the game but you know it's you're still leading a life that is um you know the dream of most most blokes of of, of our backgrounds you know it's 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 where you want to be you must have analyzed it and analyzed it over and over you know what, Nick? I, I did a show at the Palace Theatre South End last Easter, funny enough, yeah. uh, on a bank holiday Monday after South End played Burton at home. Right. And Paul Hawksby from TalkSport was the compare and we did what we did. And he said to me, he said, Roy, after it happened, on the we- early hours Wednesday, I dropped lines here. I said, tell a line. John Lyons dropped me off after being on the, on the lash again for about seven, eight hours. Two o'clock, quarter past two, because the nightclub that that era closed between one o'clock, one thirty. Right. Soon, thinking no more. Soon in the morning, John, so you're training. Within an hour, the poor bloke had 
had done the dastardly deed and taken his own life. Mm. Now, when you look back, so on the Thursday, they training was cancelled. I was an absolute mess because yeah. I, I was the last person to see the lad alive, to be fair. Yeah. I was a mess. Went straight in the booze, as you do. You think the obvious thing to do, go on the booze, which, which I did again. The Friday morning, we met at the ground. We're travelling to Tranmere Rovers. Can you play, Roy? Uh, we're travelling up saying overnight. And in my little art of art, Nick, I want to wear lines of shirt the very next game. And it's a good little story. So we travelled. I didn't sleep again. That's two nights on the spin. I'd had a bucket full of beer Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but we're playing Tranmere away. But Nick, the, the beauty of the story is it's in the book in Red Card Wood. Yeah. After 50 seconds, I scored a header in Lions' shirt, number nine. Wow. Wow. Oh, again. Wow. That's incredible. Um... Well, Nick, it meant a lot. And I remember going to That's all right, mate. That's all right. Always gets me. Yeah, no, I can imagine. Nick, it was packed. Uh, you couldn't get anywhere near the church. And I, I walked in, as you do, and it bowled as brass. We were at the funeral. And I walked straight to his mum and dad. And they thanked me for what I did, which was nothing. I scored a goal in his shirt, 50-odd seconds, the very next game that we played in. But here's the thing, Paul Oxley said, he said, so Roy, did you think you needed like psychologists or mental health? Or well, this was going to be my question to you, Roy, yeah. I said, I'm right, I did. Not being funny, sorry about the F-word, the F-bomb. I said, I'm right, I did. But guess what? The coach, Cyril Lee, I've scored after. We won the game 4-3. It was at El Fredo, end-to-end stuff. Family were decent club. Yeah. I remember twice, I crawled off the pitch by the halfway line for about 30 minutes. And Cyril Lee, the number two, gave me Kaylin and Morphine because I've been sick. They tell me after the game, it was, it was a delayed reaction. Right. And then I, they ran Kaylin Morphine down my neck at half time, so we'd go out second half. I think Nick, I lasted another 20, 25 minutes. The only good thing about the story is the fact I, I, I scored in his shirt within a minute. And it just goes to show the, the football world or the man's world, you can't, you cannot not play. You've got to wear the shirt. You, you're a man's man. You've got to do what you do. And mental health, I'd have said, you know what, mate, counselling. You know what they did? The man just said, we won 4-3, Alan Hunter. Lovely bloke, Alan. He, he packed up his resigns, manager, because he asked players to play with injuries. And he was too nice a bloke to get people risking their long-term health yeah. to play football. He said, Roy, go on. Your dad was there, and he took me back to the Midlands. He said, when you're ready, come back. I went back, I think, on Thursday. And, and again, Nick, it was tough. Mate, it was a shocking period in a way, but... I went bang on the booze for four days, went back Thursday, same Friday, played that. We're talking about a very different era of the game, Roy, and, you know, I mean, the booze runs through the story of, of Red Card Roy. I mean, the conversation we're having now, booze is a, is a kind of like a constant um, uh, constant companion in, in, in every every um, every situation and that's understandable it's, it's in it's in our culture that that's 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 just how we all we all we all react i mean if the benefit of hindsight i know that's that's always crystal clear do you think that booze was a destructive force in a destructive force in in your career or in john's career would, would was it um was it part of the fun was it part of the, the destruction so if you weren't in the drinking squad at a professional football club you would have picked your tar you were yeah. allowed you weren't in the drinking squad and you couldn't hold your own, you was an outcast. 
genuinely miss. So what would happen after the game? You go out with a 15, 18 pints, whatever, drive home, which is not proud of, but never scratched a car in your life. It was a big partner of the game, and the man, again, the sort of the man's, the man's man. Uh, yeah, no, the culture, yeah. The culture, absolutely. And get, don't get me wrong, the big characters, Brian Robson, big drinker. Peter yeah. Shilton, big drinker. Mark Hughes, big drinker. All these Steve Bruce, big drinker. That was all big characters of their, that era uh, at, at top level. I just want to touch on on John. I mean, I, I remember him being a a, a flare player, I suppose. I mean, he was he was he was he was a powerful yeah. shot, but I would say he yeah. was a, fl a flare striker. Roy, would you agree? Uh, you know what? I would say uh, probably a better word. In my humble opinion, he was culture. Culture is a good word. Yeah. He had a good touch. He was, his awareness was good. His decision making was good. His finishing was clean, concise, um, clinical. He was just, not being funny, Nick, the way he wore his clothes, seriously, the way he looked after his car. John was clean, smart, clinical. Uh, it just summed him up as a seller. And then you'd walk in a bar with him and he would light the place up. And you think, wow. Christ, this seller has everything. You know what? He did have everything. Here's the horror, Nick, I promise you. Uh, the, the girl that, Perhaps he was living with, and this is a fact, and whether if she heard it, she'd have to admit it. Uh, it's a shocker, really. Uh, she comes and stayed where I was staying in Colchester eight weeks after the funeral. Right. I met her at the funeral. I'd met her once before, but John was having a problem with it. She had young children, and I think John was having a problem with the relationship with his children, bits and bobs. But listen, this is a fact. Eight weeks after what had happened, this girl, it must be the only time in my whole life, and I must be, I'm going to sound proud of it, it's probably the only female person I ever turned down in my life. <laughs> About eight weeks after what my good mucker had done, yeah. on the back of, going through the background of what the problem they'd had, uh, on the back of this woman, which, uh, yeah. saying, it, it, it left a, a very, very, very bad case, because obviously she wanted to knock about with me because I was his big mucker, she came to a couple of games from Cambridge uh, after what had happened, but that that uh, relationship ceased to be from that second on. Wow, I, I wanted this to be a, 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 a tribute to, to John Lyons, and I think it probably is a bit of a, a tribute in a, in a funny kind of way to, to John. And uh, he was clearly well thought of amongst his friends, and I've, yeah. I've done a little bit of reading online amongst his family and, and people that lived in his hometown in, in Buckley in North Wales. Um, and I just wanted this to be something where the story of John Lyons is remembered because um, football is, is transient and uh, it's nice to be able to mark these the, the achievements of, of, of players in the past. Yeah, it could only have been, I might be wrong, this, but his birthday, it might have been only yeah. three months ago. It was on all across Facebook, you know, John Lyons, his birthday. He, his birthday was the 8th of November, born in 1956, okay. and he passed yeah. away on, on the 11th. So, uh, yeah, next um, Another story. I remember that weekend he was going to paint his house and right. he got the painting. Of course, so the 8th would be the, the weekend 8th, about the set. Would that be 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th? That was the weekend, wasn't it? That was the weekend before you. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah. Uh, um, but I suppose you can look, you can look and look and try and read signs and 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 and, and as you said earlier on, Roy, I mean body language. Every, you can go on and on and on, and unfortunately you can never 
seeing someone's head. But um, this has been brilliant. I just wanted to uh, remember John Lyons, player that I respected and I enjoyed watching. Yeah. And yeah, and I, you know, this, this has been a nice way to do it. So John Lyons, 1956 to 82, um, 195 league appearances, 58 goals. Uh, 21 of those goals were with Millwall in 1979 to 81. Fantastic stuff. Roy McDonough, I really, really, really enjoy speaking to you, mate. That's, that's been wonderful. Uh, and just leave the word lines of proper. And leave it at that. Just that's brilliant. Thank you very much, Roy. No, pleasure, Nick. Anytime. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.